If you're a physician who wants more autonomy in how you practice or fulfillment in your life, you're in the right place. This is the Change Physician Podcast, where our guests reveal how you can learn the mindsets, skills, and strategies to create the life you want without selling out your morals or values. But before we begin, I want to remind you of the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you at thechangephysician.com. Welcome back to The Change Physician. I am Melissa Katie, the Challenge Doctor. I'm here with my co-host from the West Coast, Dr. Kevin Kakaro. And we are here to share a little Saturday salutations and celebrations or whatever else you want to share. Um, at our Saturday salutations, we like to share what's been happening in the podcast. If you don't know what the Change Physician is all about, there is a website called thechangephysician.com. You can join us there, whether you're a physician or if you call yourself a physician ally, um, we would love to have you there. So, Kevin, how are you? Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> how are you? Good. Well, let me pop into our uh, spreadsheet here of our podcasts and say what we've had going on this past week. And we have our host chat. Um, it is the 23rd. So on the 21st, we revealed question mark, a healthier Dr. Kevin, the nutrition intervention he finally embraced. So we won't say what it is. You got to go check it out and you can see what he's uh, playing with um, nutritionally, uh, which has some science to it too. But um, any recent events or anything you'd like to share, Kevin? No, other than that, that episode, what I'm doing, I'm, I can't remember when we recorded that what exactly i was doing but don't give uh, it all away i won't give it all away but i've been in, enjoying it and um it isn't what i would say like easy but the simplicity of how i've sort of organized it is um is very pleasing to me mm. i'll just i'll just say that like I, a theme that has come up i think in a lot of our episodes like for me at least is it's simple. I want to, I want things to be simplified and um, don't make it, making things super complex is super easy to do, but figure yeah. out the way to make it simple. And um, yeah, I, and I kind of want to like, sometime we should do an update. I think we're going to do an update on our, our stuff later. Yeah. Uh, next week. Yeah. But it's kind of, it is, it is sort of fun. And then um, some of the tools and things I've sort of figured out or found to use it and, been kind of in the position where i'm lucky enough to be able to do that is it's pretty cool so yeah 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 well good yeah well i'll have to say accountability is the thing that comes to mind right now because the fact we put it on the air and to each other um i had i mentioned i would be doing a pull-up challenge mm -hmm. um i hate saying it like that i am the challenge doctor but sometimes the challenge things out there are really stupid and people get harmed from it so like you know beast. oh you're thinking what? like those tiktok swallow a tide pod uh, or what just, i don't even whatever those dumb things are those are those that's are not, that's not a challenge that's like it's a like, dare it's a dare yeah that's yeah, it's that's it's dare. not for your benefit of your health let's just say that that's a, there's an episode right there the difference between a challenge and a dare you know there you go yeah i dare you to explain that so, <laughs> no, anyway. you challenge me to explain that well, I could challenge you. That would be a lot healthier, right? Yeah, that's healthier because the explanation yes. should be healthy. A dare is unhealthy. Yeah, that's like risk your life um, or your health with it. Um, that, that that was a synopsis right there. You don't even have to go further. Um, 
but I have been doing my, um, other than a few days here and there, cause of post COVID, um, uh, fatigue, I, um, I have been now doing, um, I'm shooting for two 15 reps, two sets of 15 of pull-ups. Um, they're modified right now. Um, but I'm going to work up to it. And I just finished watching the four series or four episodes in the docuseries for the hundred years blue zones. The blue so, zones. Yeah. The ones on that's, I forgot Peter Butner. Butner. Yeah. Butenier? Dan, Dan Butner. Dan. Okay. Dan. Sorry. I remember no. the, the last name. I just can't pronounce it either, but um, that was actually, it was enjoyable. Um, and just a couple of just highlighted locations without saying all of them um okinawa japan and um oh gosh in greece uh a car yeah how you say it Ikaria. i don't know if that's how Ikaria. you say it yeah, yeah. Ikaria. um and then actually loma linda um, well that was a fudged one was it yeah, because when they were doing the blue zones, they were trying to find places with centenarians, and because you know it's America centric or U.S. centric, yeah, yeah, yeah. like well, we got to have something in the United States, and so the closest they found was Loma Linda, for the average where they got them up to like the high nineties, which is still pretty good. Yeah, for America. Um, yeah, but they had to fudge. They had that one. I always remember because they had to fudge it a little bit just to make yeah. it say say there's some place in America that had it. Well, it's interesting because there's changes. It's shrinking in Okinawa, Japan, because of the influence of you know. The youth and the other uh other american kind of like dietary you know changes. bad food focus on everything else other than family yeah. and yeah you know capitalism is the be all end all of the world and i don't have anything against capitalism except for rampant capitalism you know yeah there's the lady in costa rica it was over 100 she's like hacking with the saw like a not saw with a um axe or um, machete an axe and at some logs and it was smile on her face and just like happy to be alive and it was just like freaking amazing i mean is it possible she has some freaky gene thing yeah but my god it was some of these people are so damn cute these old people that are like well, and that was that was kind of the point of the whole blue zones though is is to it, it's not the necessarily a, a genetic thing per se but the fact that there's a there is a cluster there's a cluster of health related behaviors including social related behaviors and that you know health being yeah. social diet and movement that have come together in such a way that promoted an extended lifespan and if you yeah. do those i mean that that was the point of it so um, and I'm just saying that because I don't want, I always get worried as soon as anybody says genetics that somebody's going to say, well, like, I don't, I have bad genes. I have bad genes. You know, bad genes is when you have like trisomy 13 or trisomy <laughs> yeah, or, you know, whatever the Edwards syndrome, which I think was 18. And, you know, those are, that's bad genes, you know, but for most everything else, like I, I just, it just. What you do influences your genes. It, what you do influences your genes. You don't have to like, oh, I have this. Or I have this genetic. I, I mean, I don't. I, I like the whole. What is the thing? The twenty three and me. Because uh -huh. remember, twenty three and me started. They were like all health, and then they got in trouble for it. Uh -huh. And so now it's this. Um, and then they they pivoted to uh, kind of kind of ancestry, and oh, you're related to Neanderthals, and you got sixty two thousand new blood relatives. Are we all whatever. related to them? Yeah, I know, but but they'll sometimes put some genetic stuff in there, and I get the little updates, and they just make me laugh. It's like, come yeah. on, 
Yeah. I mean, some of these are just, just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would say that, um, intuitively, I think most of us can, well, not all, all people, but I think most, most people are paying attention can recognize the value of, uh, I almost like to think of it as an interdependence kind of thing. Like you have to have some connection with the world and good connections with people. You don't always have to be surrounded by people all the time, but there has to be this like intermittent interaction um, to fulfill those needs that we need as, as a species. But just the, I, I think of just the days that I'm like the happiest. And when I feel most fulfilled, like it's usually first, it reminds me of what I saw these, these people that, you know, over a hundred years old are doing like they start early in the morning, they get outside, they get a little sunshine, they're out amongst nature, they're, they're doing a variety of movements, a variety of needs like strength or a little bit of speed or maybe just balance. And like, they're not consciously thinking of it. It's actually just part of their routine and it's not painful. And you're not like thinking, I got to get myself up on the pre-core or the stairmaster. Like it's not painful. And they integrate it into, I don't know, like it could be pickleball with your neighbor and you you do all these things and they just become these routines but at the same time it's like that we talk about starting new habits integrate it with something else you're already doing and it gets you all the things you need to be done so it's like go out there you're moving you're making your own food oh hence you're eating food that's nutritious and good for you <laughs> oh and that food that you're preparing you're doing it with your family or your friends and you're getting the connection you need it's like it's just so integrated well, anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. No, you're not rambling. I think it's, I, 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 cause I totally agree with you. And, and it's basically, you so they look at the blue zones and they look at there's this integrated set of behaviors, but the other part about it, and maybe, I can, you know, I never bought the book. I, I watched the original TEDx and I've kind of followed their stuff and, mm -hmm. and, and whatever, but I'm kind of curious about, well, they must be getting this a little bit. Cause there's, then they're trying to reproduce blue zones. They have these like blue zone initiatives or whatever. But so much of much of it is environmental, you know. Yeah. So like like Ikaria is um, this rocky hillsided island thing, and these people running around at a hundred aren't on escalators. They're literally going up and down rock staircases and elevated streets and things. And I I kind of contrast that with with the with what we have. There's this common mythology of like basically eliminating anything that creates movement because we think it's dangerous right yeah oh you're getting older now you need to have a single family home oh you're getting older now you better remove all your carpet because you might chip and bake your knee or or <laughs> or whatever and it's like yeah. yeah i'm not saying you have to live on a lava pit or like trapeze across cliffs to get into your bedroom but having some stairs that actually make you have to go up and down them consistently is not a bad thing. And being able to introduce these, or at least have little sort of things that make you stay active and rather than, you know, sedentary or, or take away your ability that you have to do some balance, you have to do some navigation, maybe, you know, you may have to stand on one leg while you're going up a step that's not necessarily a bad thing. And people right. think like we, we have to reduce all risk to reduce all potential harm. And by reducing all risk and reducing all potential harm, you're actually creating harm because yeah. you have people that can't, I mean, 
It reduces yeah. it reduces your resilience. It reduces your resilience, and there's and, and I, it just made me also think because I was talking to my wife a little bit about like kids because my youngest, you know, that's an event. My the youngest out of the two has now entered. She moved into the dorm yesterday, so now we are officially sort of like semi-empty nesters because because wow. they're at school. Probably at least one of them is going to come back. We're kind of because some of the internship stuff that they're doing, but um. You know, there you you people parent in such a way that they remove all barriers for their kids, so, and thinking that they're sparing them harm, but what they're doing is creating them weak, to making them weaker because they have not developed any resiliency. And the yeah. way we age, or the way that we typically talk about aging, is very very similar. We remove all barriers, or say you have to do all this stuff because you're going to have a potential harm associated with that, and by doing so, we make people weaker. Mm-hmm. And um. It's just it, the 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 focus on on just elimination of harm or the potential of harm. It just starts getting absurd at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to say wear your seatbelt when you're in a two thousand pound steel vehicle that can you know uh, suddenly be collided with by another one and you can fly out the window. Let's wear your seatbelt. That's a different kind of like it's, reducing. That's just harm. that's that's just smart, right? You yeah. know, or or wearing a helmet. When yeah. you're on a bike, I mean that because that doesn't what that basically is doing is protecting you, but it's not eliminating. It's not by the act of it making you less safe. Yeah. Um, trying to think about. Um, Although there are some people that fought that whole seatbelt thing. I can't get out if there's a fire. Oh yeah, one in five thousand times, I I I'll get stuck, and I won't be able or, or you know whatever the ridiculous. That's scenario. why you I, buy one of those things in your glove compartment. And you can to cut, cut your, it off. Yeah. You know or or oh you know you know what this, I, helmet laws for for motorcycles suck there was one guy out of six thousand crashes that um flew off and hit the water and had no injuries and if he had been wearing his helmet he would have you know had something bad it's like well the other five thousand nine hundred ninety nine of them have head injuries and are, are vegetables so what do you want to take one in a six thousand versus not yeah um yeah, and I think that's the way to kind of writ- is just is or smoke alarms, right? Now, granted, I'm not really good with smoke alarms because I probably need to update them. <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. Do I have the batteries in it? Yeah. Um, but those are those are protective things that don't reduce your resiliency. Well, I'm I'm assuming if, as long as someone said, "Oh, my smoke alarm's not going off," and it smells like smoke, but oh, the smoke alarm should go off, so I'm not going to worry about smoke pouring in through my house. You yeah. know. Um, yeah, so we're not saying eliminate all, all protective equipment or protective barriers It's just stop. Like whenever the, whenever the, the intervention has such a low value and promotes a destruction in someone's capability, I think that there's a, there's a big problem there. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Well, I had to bring up that, um, I, I really enjoyed just it. I've always been inspired by just, I don't know why. Um, well, I probably have some reasons why, but um, I've just always, um, I love the positive reinforcement and the inspiration that comes from people who are later in age that just keep going, you know, and keep trying to like stay active and keep their minds and their body. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so. I'm, I'm always loving those stories because it kind of, if people are honest with them, it squashes these people's other people's like beliefs that you're supposed to go downhill 
um, when you're aging, when it could be totally the opposite. I mean, heck you could, if you impose on a 25 year old, the mindset of someone that traditionally goes to the 75 year old and, and like, or let's say 60 and they just, or let's say 65 or they retire and they stop doing things and they stop like impose it on a 25 year old and see how great they are. And I think a lot of 24, I think we have in some ways, there's some, we've, we've created, you know, this kind of attitude that there's nothing you can do, but the, the age related one, I can't remember. We may have talked about age related beliefs. Like the, the, the literature on beliefs is, is, is almost unbelievable, except for the fact that the, when you actually, the, the science behind it is so good when they've actually tracked it and try to separate things out. And, um, you know, and, and people go, well, how that can't be true. Like why, if you think you're older, feel older, how come your health is worse? Well, because that translates into behaviors that you do that come, that become self-sustaining. And then there's actually a response when you believe something is more threatening, there's a stress response that's associated with that, that actually causes real, you know, real, whatever that means, physiological changes in your body that can cause accelerated kind of aging. Yeah. Um, and it's just, so be very, very careful about what you believe. And for uh, adults, it's, it just, it just, it just, it just bugs me. I mean, I, probably because I turned 50 and I see, you know, half my friends from high school are posting stuff about, oh, I'm old now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're going to be old if you keep saying that. Yeah. And, I, and I always come back to the Golden Girls, if everybody remembers that 1980s show, and they always look like a bunch of old women. And then you look at Sex in the City, and then you look at the reboot of the Sex in the City, which I, I honestly have never watched. I just seen the commercials for it. But Sex in the City, the reboot. I mean, there are these these nice looking women who are pretty glamorous and running around, right? But they're older than they were in the original source of Sex in the City. Except the ages are the same. The Golden Girls are the same age as the Sex in the City ladies. There's a big difference there, and. Part of, and part of it is culturally, maybe in the 80s, we believe that when you're 50 or 55, you were you were old and you were supposed to be in a retirement community. And now, you know, people are are fighting that because, again, being a 50 year old, there are some things that I don't my eyes aren't as good and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm certainly stronger than I was five years ago. I think I'm healthier than I was five years ago, probably 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'm not going to I just <laughs> I get just so disturbed about it because. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, one of the physical or physical therapists um, I'm friends with, uh, the first time I heard someone really openly talking about beliefs and stuff, he's just like, people will die for their beliefs. Like, Oh, yeah. And it's to the point where sometimes even your own beliefs, you think of them as truths. Like, you don't, ex- like, you're not separating them out as like, what's true or false. It's like, that belief is so strong that that is your truth. Even well, if it's not supported, that's not, well. That's sort of one of the one of the definitions of belief is is a belief that something is true in the absence of fact, right? And um, and that's fine, as long as you recognize that it's without fact. And that doesn't mean that there can be positive fact. I mean, the difference between belief and truth is that truth has fact. Belief is acting on the supposition that there is truth in something. There's faith. Faith is integral to belief. Yeah. Um, and that the people, when you start enter, well, because we're now we're going to we almost move into a political spectrum here is, <laughs> yeah. is like you want to, you, you cannot function without beliefs. 
you want to make sure that your beliefs are coherent. You want to believe, make sure that your beliefs um, are as supported by fact as they possibly can be. But you also want to make sure that your beliefs are not so rigid that they can't change when they're when there's contradictory factual information to them. Yeah, because um, the cognitive yeah, dissonance people don't oh, want to go through. No, they'll ch they'll change the they'll uh, they'll. Uh, you know, they'll really reinforce whatever the behavior that you're doing by revising the belief somewhat and, you know, by self-justification and all this stuff. But it, it, so it's a long way is like, if you, there's, there's so, well, the more and more you realize beliefs, you, you realize just how important they, and critical they are. Health-related beliefs are a huge big deal. And then just also then the contradictory stuff, you know, because in the, the political spectrum, if you are so if you, your beliefs are the only truth that you have and you and the only way that you will in, entertain information is if it confirms to your belief and any other information that is not that is is untrue or whatever what's the term um not half true not fake truths what do they call alternative facts alternative facts or whatever it was oh. <laughs> the lies basically a lie we yeah. call those alternative facts which is a lie you know, you set yourself up into a big problem. And I guess the difference here is if there was if there was good research that came out and said, you know, a Dr. Kukaro actually thinking that you're frail at 90 preserves your life better than believing you're healthy. And here's the data behind it. I would want to look at it for sure. Yeah. And I would examine it and I would want to see some follow ups on it. But I would at least be willing to to challenge that. And then kind of say, well, I'm, I may need to revise this, or maybe it's true. Maybe I need to think I'm going to be some pathetic, frail, old 90-year-old person because that will keep me safer and have a happier life than not. Um, you know, well, I don't believe that. It, yeah, I don't. We don't believe that. But exactly. until someone produces that, we can't say it. But, but our but beliefs there, are aligned with the data at this point. But there's something to say about if your brain's saying that I can do something despite the age, then you will attempt to do it most likely if you're interested. If you think you can't do it and you become less interested because you think you can't do it, are you going to do it? Why? Like, I mean, that's kind of common sense. I know you want evidence, but I'm like, well, that's, that's, the old, that's the old Henry Ford saying, right? Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. That's right. Like, and if you don't even, if no one's making you and you feel like you can't and you don't have the interest in doing it, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see how it's going to happen. No, and yeah, and 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 a lot of it of behavior is kind of instigated on the fact that you believe it's possible. It's possible to do. Absolutely. If you believe something is impossible, you're not going to do it. Um, yeah. Unless you're forced to. Well, and you're and forced to you or random happenstance, it. yeah, or you know, random chance causes it to happen, which is pretty rare. Yeah, but it's um, so strange. Um, yeah, weird thought, but um, okay. Well, we went everywhere. We were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> started off on the blue zones which oh ironically someone asked me why are they called the blue zones and i was like well maybe because of blue hair they're older and i was like and then in this docuseries they're like the guy who was like tabulating with a blue pen they drop the ink and make dots that's that why well, they called the blue zones i'm like oh it was totally off <laughs> i'm like if that's really why that was not the right answer and i'm so sorry for all the elderly people that i called blue but that's a that's a great example of what the human brain does it like it wants to create make sense of it Tries yeah i'm gonna make well because it's blue there must be yeah. meaning for why it's blue rather than it's a random blue pen right yeah 
yeah. we hate our brains hate randomness so we're going to take a story behind it but i, I like that the blue yeah. sounds because that the, was my belief the blue hairs <laughs> <laughs> the blue hair zones <laughs> yeah you know it's uh yeah anyway yeah. so we're just gonna run past that um piece of knowledge that i was uh wrong <laughs> about but we but it's okay and you didn't say actually it's really because they're blue hair you know they say it was I'm a blue always pen, right it was yeah. all about the blue hair yeah. yeah yeah oh gosh well um let's see uh, we've already gone over 20 minutes um anything else you'd like to add into the conversation for saturday salutations oh i could talk about all sorts of stuff but if we're, all right we're well you take it. us out then sure well thank you all for joining us on saturday salutations i hope you believe you're having a wonderful day and i hope that you believe that you can initiate all those health-related maneuvers or at least one very simply and consistently do it over time to help yourself get better. And until next time, stay well. Thank you for joining us today on the Change Physician podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know by going to thechangephysician.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the free book giveaways, guides, and other physician resources available to you simply by joining the community at thechangephysician.com. 